listening to Fucks Given, the one where we're talking about having kids. Hi, Reed. Hi, Florence. How are you today? I'm okay, I think. <laughs> I should really say, how are you this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this week. Because it's every yeah. week. We do this every... We do this. Every week. Every single <laughs> week. <laughs> Lucky listeners. No, I am in one of those moods today where I don't know how I feel. I was trying to figure out, I had a really great start to the week, really productive. We had a couple of good co-working days, which set me good. up yeah. really, really well. Um, good smoothie making moments. Great smoothie making, productivity. <laughs> we are those bitches. <laughs> and yeah. today I woke up just feeling a little bit less happy, but I wasn't really sure why. How are you this week, Reed? I, I'm... I started off really, we have, we've done the flip reverse. We're so out of sync. I started off in a, a really bad place this week, really awful. Mm. And I feel like today, finally, I'm out of that bad place and I feel really good again. Why do we always do this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like the opposite of twins. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> twins are in sync. We're like the opposite. We're yin and yang. Mm, yeah. My yang was like, Florence is off today. You know, you're going to feel great. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. What a dick. Such a dick. Dick move. Yuck. Why are you feeling so happy? What's happened? Is, is it just chemical? Uh, I think it's chemical. Um, I also think... Did you get laid? No. Oh. I did not get laid, surprisingly, which is, I think, what started my bad week. Because <laughs> I wanted to get laid. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But tonight, I got a feeling... Oh, you have a feeling. <laughs> we might we might have a date with a couple after this event we're oh, going amazing. to. Amazing, that's exciting. Yeah, so yeah, I might have a date later as well. <gasps> oh, could it? Could that be it though? Because I, I remember you saying that when you have a date, you are excited until the day, and then it's almost like and then I get like I get chicken. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe maybe not chicken, but just like uh, like unexcited. It's there. It's like you want the unobtainable, and now the unobtainable's here. <laughs> Is that some deep, is that too deep? I don't know, this is just a random guy from field. So yeah. we'll see, trying to- Fingers crossed you get you get laid. Kind of trying to um, keep the field open, if you know what I mean. Yeah, man, you, yeah. If you're craving sex, you gotta, you gotta listen to your bad day. I just finished my period, so <gasps> uh, <gasps> the horn is on that's probably why my mood shifted today oh, because i'm properly maybe, not off, yeah. like not on my period yeah hormones yeah but don't i always feel like i'm lighter when i'm finally off my period i'm like oh my god that's over with thank god well, fuck knows then oh, fuck knows, fuck knows. <laughs> well I, my start was awful i think it was like coming back from holiday yeah um dealing with like partying aftermath um and then uh, also recognizing that my OCD had become quite unmanageable and I had a few really bad like rage outbursts, which were really unacceptable. Mm. And luckily, like, well, yeah, we had two really good days of working together at well, yeah. was productive. That was really helpful. And then, um, yeah, just, just Sam and I have had some nice space, which I think is what we needed. So um, important to have space. And I don't, don't think people talk about that enough when it comes to relationships. Yeah. It's so important to have space away from each other. 
Yeah, because it's a weird catch-22 kind of situation because when you feel shit and low, the first person you want to go to is your partner. And if you're going to them and you're both actually a bit burnt out from each other, then you're not making each other feel better. You're making each other feel worse. And then for you feel even worse because you're relying on that person to make you feel better and they don't. My God. And it feels scary moving away and getting space from that person as well. And it's like, it's horrible. So once you force yourself to have the space and basically recover on your own, then it's like, oh my God, everything's great again. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Um, bad news though. A little family doggo died. Hochi, bless her. Bless her soul. And now her brother, Bato, who's basically my doggo, is like on his deathbed. So I was with the family yesterday and that was quite emotional, but I think it was also the emotional outburst I needed because I hadn't mm. cried properly yet. Oh my God. That's... Yeah, that's really important. That's yeah. weird. I feel like I was thinking about that earlier today. Just like, I can't remember what it was about. Was Did you tell me something? I don't think it was Maybe. anything related to you, but apparently like, having um, another situation to grieve over quite often gets your emotions out about like a lot of things rather than that just that one thing. Yeah, it, it happened when Hochi died. Mm. Um, I had a lot of pent up, emotion that I didn't really realize and it just all exploded out and I was yeah. sort of like fuck I needed that Jesus yeah and I think same thing happened yesterday and I had therapy this morning which went really well so of course Amazing. yeah I'm feeling so much better and like more on top of things which yeah. is grand therapy mm. therapy I have um I have some updates that are slightly related to the theme of this podcast episode. Oh my God, go on. As we're on the topic of babies and we're gonna talk about whether Florence and I want babies and what we think about them and we have a bunch of questions to answer. Um, I'm normally really quite on it with sex, contraception. I've been on contraception all my life and I'm off of contraception um, as in the pill. Yeah. And I love it. I really, really don't like being on contraception. I've really recognised the mood swings and the, the negativity that it gives me, apart from me stopping yeah. babies. Um, and I got confused with the dates. And as Sam and I were having sex, I was like, he was asking, oh, can I come in you? And I was like, oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It seems right in my head. I've done the quick maths, even though like I'm obviously not there. We're having sex at the moment. Um, yeah, come inside me because I love that anyway. Yeah. And I was like, as soon as it was over, I was like, ah, shit. I think I got confused. And it was literally the day that I was ovulating, which means it's my highest risk of getting pregnant. So Reed might be pregnant right now. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be prego. Um, obviously having the conversation with Sam immediately don't keep that shit inside you have the conversation even if they're a one night motherfucking stand did you Um, think about getting the morning after pill I did think about it yeah (laughs) yeah I did think about it and I didn't want it no the morning after pill fucks you up Mm-hmm. so much I think we should reiterate it maybe you had a bad experience with it yeah. but I think it's really fucking valuable for those who need it oh yeah 100% we don't want to put people off from getting <laughs> no, no 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 that's not what I want to do at all and I would take the morning after pill if I needed to 
Yes, 100%. yeah, if you had a situation like me and I was stupid for not taking the morning after pill. Yeah, you've literally thrown everything up into the hands of the gods here. But it, I think it also, you know, it, it depends on so many things and we're probably going to talk about it during the length of this podcast about yes. like what your thoughts are around having kids, around like where you are in your life, where you are with your partner. Yeah. There's loads of factors that make you think about this. It's not just a simple, you're stupid, you should have yeah. got the morning pill kind of thing, which is, I, I yeah, I did think about it for sure (laughs) but I also as soon as it happened I had that conversation with Sam and we always we've always kept up the conversation about kids and about what happens if because if you're not using condoms and you're not on contraception sorry not on the pill or some kind of birth control there we go birth control then you need to have those conversations because you need to know what to do in that moment 100% you need to be having these conversations you need to be prepped damn yeah people need to know the situation um, I think in all of these things, but it's it's interesting when you were telling me that it like turned me on the thought of the risk in that situation because yeah. I why? have such a pregnation fetish mm-hmm. and like it's so bad for me and my sexual health safety because whenever <laughs> I'm having sex, I get so turned on by not using condoms. Yeah, and I'm fuck. not on birth control either. What the fuck? It's like evolution <laughs> one on that. It, like, what, where Literally. the fuck is I don't Because I don't even want motherfucking kids and that thought still turns me on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, motherfucking biological kids, let yeah. me add. And that thought still turns me on. I'm still there and I'm like, yeah, I want you to fucking come inside me. I love it. Like I want my pussy to eat it all up. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. What about you? Before I ask you about whether or, whether or not you want babies, which yeah. <laughs> made that kind of bait by now, um, do you have any updates for us? What's been going on in your life? I, I don't know why. I've got like this situation happening at the moment and I was like, I'm not going to say anything, but I was just like, I have had sex since coming back. And That's it good. Was, and it was great sex. Oh, it was great. All right, that's nice. It was very, very good. Someone that I've been chatting to for a while, unsure of where it's going, Mm -hmm. but it was really, really good sex. It was sex on the first date, (laughs) which, oh my God, I told my my mum, said something and I was like, well, you know, so he stayed over and she was just like, Florence. I was like, are you? shaming me for having sex on the first date. The judgment. The judgment. And also that's not the only person. One of my friends also said, oh yeah, I don't think you should have had had sex on the first date. Oh my God, I can't understand that. You're talking, I'm the host of Fuck's Given. yesterday when this nut when this doctor was talking to me about condoms i was like i am a sex educator i have done this for 10 years i have a podcast that's motherfucking and you're edu- you are shaming me yeah exactly yeah exactly so hard and i was just like you know I'm, I'm too old to fuck with these games like if you fuck on the first date fine if you don't want to f- fuck on the first date then that's also fine yeah it's just society that has made you believe <laughs> and of course it's also like the stereotypical fuck boy has made you believe that fucking on the first date means that it's going amazingly and it's gonna go somewhere. Yeah. And that, 
or the other way around. Oh, no, that's the opposite, isn't it? The opposite um, way around. Yeah, the opposite way around. That that if oh that okay makes us think it's amazing. It's gonna go somewhere because yeah. we fucked on the first date. But for a lot of dudes, it mm-hmm. makes them think like. I don't know what I'm trying to explain here. You're trying to say that it means that now they've got it, they don't they're not interested. Don't want anymore. it anymore. Which yeah. I think is total bullshit. If they were actually interested, then it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, change anything. Does not make a single bit of difference. If they're actually interested, it's horrible to say that. There is also it's not necessarily black and white. There will be the grey area of potentially being interested but something's holding them back blah 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 but i just don't think fucking on the first day also if it does matter to them would you ask yourself would you want to be with somebody where fucking on the first date matters that much to them you know ask yourself like you want them to be on the same part as as how you feel about sex and sexuality sex is so important to you florence if they can't deal with fucking on the first date then, then it's it's like it's almost like I don't know, like a premonition to what the relationship's gonna be like. Mm. Mm. And then, well, you know, the sex was amazing. It was really, really, really good. That's Kiss what makes it hard. was great. Great chemistry. The connection was there, and there was a lot of sex, mm-hmm. a lot of it, and great morning sex, which oh, I missed so much. But now it's opened Pandora's box and I'm Mm. fucking horny. I've never, like, I haven't been this horny in so (laughs) long. All I want is to get laid, which is why I'm going on another date tonight. Oh my God. Holy shit. So we're at the grand old age of 31, which is by law. the age that everyone starts properly thinking about kids. <laughs> by law, by law. I think we start, as women, mm-hmm. uh, people, as people with uteruses, we are almost drilled to think about children from the very get-go. You know, yeah. like I remember at school talking about like, what are you gonna name your kids and how many kids do you want? Oh my God, and, yeah. And that's very normal for us. And so as you get through your 20s and start hitting 30, where I don't know where this came from, but maybe our parents or our parents' parents, and they're having kids around the age of like late 20s, 30s. Mm. My mum was my age when she had me, which is quite interesting. Same, yeah. yeah. Um, And... I think I think it's that fear of that buildup of oh my god thirty is I'm reaching thirty or whatever age it is that you you think you should be having children at and yeah. you panic and you constantly think about it and every mm. relationship you're in or every person you fuck it is on the tip of, uh, on the tip of your tongue it's in your mind yeah um, and then you actually hit this motherfucking age and and it's like a whole new game because people are actually having kids and settling yeah. down and having long-term relationships that are getting sort of more yeah I say more secure that's not really the right word but like more fucking real like mm. no real's also not the right word scary i'm gonna say yeah. scary more fucking scary <laughs> oh my god well i had that a really fucking adult conversation on my last day that was yeah. so they were like the next person that I with, you know, is want I want them to be my wife, and I was like, well, the next person that I'm with, properly, probably want them to be the, my baby daddy, you know. Oh shit! Oh. For, a, for a first date, that's a very but if, if adult it, conversation. It's a very adult conversation, yeah. But if it felt right, if it felt comfortable, then yeah, yeah, there should be no problem with it. 
I mean, we've been talking for a while before that conversation, yeah. so it kind of made sense. But at the same time, like, what I'm trying to say by uh, mentioning that is that it's a very on the brain topic mm-hmm. for me, I think at least now, which has been a little bit of a journey, I think, that I wasn't on this page a few months ago. No, you've gone through kind of like some crazy graph because there was a time yeah. when you you really wanted to have a kid yeah. and yeah. whether or not that was like with surrogacy and then you kind of moved away from that and then it's almost like I you're back I might here. call that a midlife crisis, wait, a quarter life crisis. Oh, maybe, yeah, shit. Yeah, because when I, when I was... Um, when I was younger, I always wanted to be a young mum, always. And I always thought that my future had kids in. And when I was a teenager, I was like, yeah, I'll probably have kids when I'm like 25. And then obviously I got to 25 and I was like, whoa, yeah, not quite ready for that. But yeah. I was in a relationship where I was envisioning that happening still. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of that long relationship, I had to really rethink like what I wanted in terms of like family and kids and all of that stuff because that's the relationship I thought I was gonna have it in Mm -hmm. um and I think the grieving of the breakup was actually kind of the grieving of the future children we were gonna have yeah well, I think if you want kids, every relationship that you're in, you you see kids with them. Because mm. otherwise it's almost almost like, what's the point? If you don't see that yeah. longevity, of course there yeah. is still a point because there are always, there's always a very important, you know, relationships are important, whether they last a few weeks or a few years or whatever. Mm. But I think for most people, we just like have this obsession with forever after and longevity, long relationships, like, yeah Um, we see kids kids in that again if you want kids we see kids in that picture true and i think even with quarantine bay i even though i didn't see that necessarily being a future relationship it didn't stop me from like fantasizing about Mm -hmm. having kids with him and there was like a couple of moments where there was like a scare and it felt very like oh this could actually you know this could actually happen i i would would want that with him I could see that with him so yeah and I don't think it was until after that relationship where where my viewpoint really changed like Mm. after that breakup I was just like oh actually maybe I don't want kids maybe I don't want kids at all like climate change and like the way the world's going and I just suddenly really disconnected with the idea of having kids yeah um, that's exactly why I don't want biological kids. Not, yeah. not just because of what hell I feel like it will go through for my mental health. Yeah. Especially having obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, statistics show that if you do have OCD, it tends to get worse when you have kids. And I feel like I've done all this hard, hard work to get to where my head is. And if I have a kid or if I get pregnant, I just don't see it for my future. What has your journey been like from when you were younger? Like, what did you want when you were a teenager? When I was a teenager, of course I wanted kids. I wanted three kids because I'm a sibling of three. Um, I wanted, I didn't, I didn't mind about gender, even though that's something that you do talk about. Um, in my plan, I've always seen kids and I do still see kids for the future. I just don't want them biologically at the moment. I've, you know, I've been so stuck on that thought for so long, like, no, I don't want yeah. kids, no, I don't want kids. 
And now I've sort of come round to, I can't say no, I should say not yet, or, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, because if I do get pregnant, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. At the moment, I do not want biological kids. All I've, and I've wanted this for years and years is adoption. Like all I think about is adoption. If I get caught in an adoption loop on Instagram, I will sit there bawling my eyes out full of like joy and love. Like oh, I see, yeah. I see foster care in my soul. Like that—that that is what I want—is yeah. adoption and foster care. And do you know how many fucking times I've said that to people, and they have warned me and told me to not, not like go against it. Don't do it. It's the hardest thing in the world. Like you think having kids are hard, having adopted kids are harder, and that just breaks my heart because it's like it's all fucking hard. Yeah, that shouldn't be the reason why I should not do it and be afraid of it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many horrible statistics that break my heart. Like kids over the age of five are, I think something mad, like so much less able to be adopted. People don't want kids over the age of five. People don't want kids, Ooh. like p- people of color kids. They only want fucking young white babies. And that really fucks me off. I don't know. There's something, there's something so powerful to me that when it's not biological love, when, it, when you don't already have those chemicals there and you love that other person wholeheartedly, that just like, yeah. oh my God, especially when it's a child. Yeah. I just, I imagine my house being one of those houses with like loads of children. That. And, and like, I w- it would be so lovely if I have multiple partners also looking after all the children and it's just a beautiful love everyone environment. That's the dream anyway, but like, who fucking knows if I'll get there. a beautiful dream though. Mm. It's definitely a beautiful dream. I never thought I would adopt or foster or anything in my life, but I think I think now I'm 31 and you know, I've never been pregnant even though I've used the pull out method way too many times. Um I have I'm kind of confronted with a very real factor that maybe I won't be able to have kids and Mm. I don't know that for sure it's really like you see so many stories out there about people trying for years to have kids and it just doesn't work out for them and I want to be quite realistic in thinking about my future with children with that being you know, that could happen to me. I could find out that I can't have kids and I can't have biological children. So I've started thinking about um, adopting and I was thinking about fostering like older kids as well. You've probably inspired me actually, because I don't think that I would have necessarily, I don't think I've had conversations about that with other people before. I know, I know it's hard, but that's definitely something that I would think about in the future, like maybe in like 10 years or something when I've Mm. like got, you know, stability with like a good home, a good amount of money. And I could really offer these children like a really great life. Yeah, that that is, and I I don't know whether it's got to do with, I don't know, adoption or fostering. It means that we don't have to think about it now either. We don't have this like ticking time clock of biology. Exactly. Maybe that's to do with the anxiety, but I also feel, and I have felt exactly the same way um, as you about this fertility anxiety. It's also something we wanted to touch upon in in the podcast because Everyone, I think not just people that have uteruses, everyone thinks about fertility because we are so drilled in at the moment with the idea of having kids. And it's also this weird idea where if you can't have kids, then you are 
less of a woman or you are less of a man because your sperm doesn't work. Yeah, it's this really fucked up idea. I I don't want biological kids, but I still worry about not being able to have them. It's like, where the hell does that come from, you know? I think we've heard a lot of stuff in the news recently about like fertility going down as well like with the lifestyle that people lead the chemicals that we are Mm -hmm. ingesting into our bodies sperm count especially is going down quite significantly if you suddenly see that sperm counts are going down you're like oh okay like it's gonna be harder to have kids than we think it's gonna be and that's also just insinuating more fertility fear in men as well it's not necessarily helping them it's just creating this fear of holy shit well what if my sperm doesn't work and again I don't and I'm, I'm saying this as a general blanket statement a lot of men don't necessarily think about kids the same way that women do and I don't know I don't know if that's society or like literally chemical like biological yeah I think it is biological because I think the men in my life that I've spoken to never have that kind of ticking time clock above them their heads they're like oh you know whenever it happens kind of thing oh baby <laughs> So the reason that I have been rethinking about this recently, because up until maybe like a week or two before I went to LA, I was like, "Mm, maybe I don't even want kids. I'm not even, I'm not sure if that's in my future anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I went down to Brighton and I saw one of my best mates, kids. Oh yeah. And it was Mm -hmm. the first time I'd seen him. He's like just over one because of COVID and everything. Like it was the first time that I was able to meet him. And meeting him fucking made me want a kid again. I was just like, oh Was this, what was it about that though? Was he like the perfect child? Was he beautiful? Because I've I've had the opposite. Oh, he was very, very cute. Yeah, he was, he is a very adorable child. But there was like moments where I was pushing him in the buggy and just like the way he was interacting with me when I was like in charge of him was... I, I, it just reignited that, oh, maybe this is something that I do want in my life. Yeah, because you get all, all the good vibes. It's like, okay, this is going to sound really deep. It's like stroking a dog. <laughs> you get all like the, the good chemicals and like the, this yeah. is, and you, you're They're so happy. Small life. Well, see, <laughs> I've heard the opposite. A couple that I know really wanted kids and then some yeah. of their mates had a child and it's completely put them off. Yeah. Completely, you know, like because nightmare child. Yeah, they just you just they just love to cry during the night, and they're just getting like one hour sleep every night, and also being this age and having a group of friends that don't have kids, I think is really hard because Uh, when they do go um, and find other like-minded parents, they said that's really hard. They don't find parents that like still are up for going to festivals or having a fun time or young or like have that sort of same mindset. Apparently, it's it's quite hard for them. Um, But that doesn't mean to say it should stop you from having a kid. There are so many variables. Yeah, I think the thing is with kids is that it is fucking hard. So hard. And there are a lot of really shit moments about looking Mm -hmm. after and bringing up a human life. But the good ones always outweigh the bad ones. Always outweigh, yeah. Unless you literally have like the devil as a child, (laughs) which some people do. But even then, I still think you have the devil as a child. It doesn't make a difference, does it? That, that, that's you know okay. what? 
love it to pieces. I always have heard that no one regrets having a kid, right? I was talking to a friend who she didn't want kids and she was like, I have friends who have told me that they regret having their children. Oh my fucking God. I mean, being my mum while I was a teenager, she must have had moments of being like, fuck, I wish you weren't here kind of situation. <laughs> because that's just also a human reaction. You know, you yeah. have an awful, awful time being a teenager and you're constantly yeah. fighting and we say really fucking shitty stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, there are gonna be moments. There are times like in your relationship or your partner or your friendship or your best friends or whatever. And you're just like, oh, fuck off, you're so annoying. Yeah, And you're course. literally- You can't get rid of them. Like you cannot <laughs> get rid of them. Um, I mean, of course, you still can. I should put it out there that just because you're biologically related doesn't mean you have to stay together. It's obviously a little bit different. You can't just give away a child so easily. But if your parents are shitty, you have that option to be like, I'm going to step the fuck away from that. True. They don't have to be forever. Um, But like, there's there's no real handbook on having kids. It's literally just, we're big children, big kids, having kids and trying to fucking work it out. And there's gonna be mistakes and there's gonna be fuck ups. Like even child therapists will still fuck up, even though they know all the knowledge. So let alone like everyone else who's bumbling around and can't even look out after their own mental health. That's why it's really important to sort out your own therapy because otherwise you will end up passing your trauma down onto your kids. That was one of the reasons that stopped me from, or what stopped me wanting to have kids is because like, I'm just gonna fuck them up. I'm, I'm just gonna give them all like my obsessive compulsive disorder when I have like a rage fit. I'm like, what if I'm taking out on a kid and I can't even help myself? But I've turned my thought process around on that and that I know I do the hard work and I know that I'm never gonna stop therapy and working on myself and working to be a better person. And because of that, I'm also going to be able to pass the good parts down to my child, to 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 that little one or big yeah. one, whoever I had I talked to in the future. <laughs> um, and be able to say like, therapy really helps me. Like, do you want yeah. to go to therapy or be pa- more patient with them or do something stupid um, and make a mistake and then go and talk to my therapist about it and come back at it with like absolute, cert- I was gonna say absolute certainty, nothing yeah. certain. When do you want kids? I don't know, definitely not now. If I'm prego <laughs> now, Definitely no. Um, I am not ready to have kids at all. And I might not never be ready. Wait, is that? I might not, I might not never. I might not never be ready. <laughs> it's like a double whammy. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I I don't think age is plays a part for me in this, especially no. if I'm thinking about fostering or adoption. Yeah. It's, I, could, I could be doing that at an older age. I think it really just depends on where I'm at in the world. I might not ever want kids. Um, yeah. But I definitely don't want, I can't see myself thinking or getting them in the next five years. Absolutely not. Yeah. What about yourself? I don't know. I, I, th- I think about, I think about not wanting to be like a super old parent. Mm. Um, that's part of the fear is like not having that child in my life for as long as I can. Yeah. Um, or not being able to be as active as they need me to be. Um, but, then we, but where does that come from? Because we know that you can know. get older, like fucking 80 year olds that are running marathons and shit. Yeah, I don't. Where, where is that fear from? 
probably just societies like mm. just trying to get you know the american stereotypical nuclear family vibe like isn't yeah. it it's just like this is when you're supposed to do it but then also the clock the clock is also on a, mm-hmm. a point it's like oh it's, it's, a, it's, it's gonna a get harder me. yeah yeah i kind of hard. so i kind of said to myself like maybe by the time i'm 35 yeah i guess just you gotta see where you're at I think it planning. really depends <laughs> like I'm not with anyone right now so mm-hmm. it's very hard to say when I want to have kids because I'm not even in a relationship mm-hmm. um, I might get to an age if I am still single by the time I'm in my late 30s I think I probably would consider other options maybe don't like maybe I'd want to do it by myself or with a friend. I almost, yeah, like the co-parenting thing. Yeah, I love the idea of co-parenting. The older I get and the more my friends, my close friends, the people around me that are having kids, I'm probably more likely going to go yeah. that direction. Yeah. Um, because you're going to be meeting the kids and hanging out with them and spending time with them and then that's going to be giving you all the good feels and you're going to be meeting like monster children but also like beautiful angel children. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that will probably, even if you're not necessarily ready, start like making you think about it more especially because you kind of I love the idea of being um like work from working mums where you have your kids and they go and 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 play with each other or you go and do meetups I've always loved the idea of when you have a kid at that early stage and you do your little mum meetups and you yeah you have a community or sorry again people gang because it's not just mamas that push around babies in the chairs, that's for sure. It is not. Um, and I think that's really cool. It's like a new step of your life, but like yeah. planning that is almost impossible. No. You're gonna get people that are years out and it's different. I just feel at this point, scrap the age thing, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we should fuck age off. It happens when it happens. I think if it happens and it feels right for me, then I will just go through with it. And I'm kind of like, even if, you know, met the love of my life this year, got pregnant this year, maybe I would even have it if it felt right. If it felt right, I think that's the most important thing. And I feel like we should be taking that advice for every aspect of our life. Yes. Especially when it includes another person, you know. Definitely. it's It's like the stigma we have around like, oh my God, they're getting married and they only met three months ago. It's like, well, fuck it, man. Like if it felt right for them, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Just let people do what they want to do. Exactly. Stop pressuring people. Like, it's like the whole, we're going back to the beginning of the conversation, but the whole like, oh, you shouldn't have had sex on the first date. Yes, exactly that. Let people oh, it's be. The judgment. The judgment. Like, if <laughs> yeah. somebody wants to have a kid at a really young age, just be happy for them. If they want to yeah. start trying when they're 50 plus, just be happy with them. Exactly. Happy for them and excited for them. And yeah. if you need a help, if you need a hand, like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a shame about the judgment with, with kids as well. Well, curious fuckers, I feel like we should start a little conversation about this on the Instagram. So go on over there to continue this discussion at Come Curious.
Yeah, please. If, if, if we've said anything that you've agreed with or disagreed with, please comment on one of our posts about talking about babies. Obviously, respectfully, be respectful. Nice conversations. Oh, oh curious fuckers, they're not like that. There's curious no fucking, fuckers like, are great. In here and people getting riled up. Okay, well, thank you for listening to this episode, curious fuckers. I hope you enjoyed yes. it. If you did, please share it around to your friends and family, anyone that you know thinking about kids or having that whole shit I'm 30 should I have a baby dilemma and yeah we will see you all next week curious fuckers we'll see you next week curious fuckers love you bye in the 1970s John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.